0: Hey guys, this is Emma, and I'm here with Isabella Yoon and Seth, and we're with the 2016 Kentucky Governor Scholar Program. Uh, We are here doing a podcast series. (laughs) We're doing a podcast series on international relations this next five weeks, and we hope you enjoy it. Today, we're discussing the movie Siriana and its implications and what it means to us and asking questions about peace in the Middle East.
1: So, Isabella, do you wanna kinda give us a summary of Siriana?
2: Sure, (laughs) Yoon! Siriana! is a movie about the Middle Eastern oil industry and a merger that is happening between two companies to make a huge profit. Um,
1: It features Matt Damon and George Clooney.
2: It also talks about um, a new regime um, coming to play in the country that it is talking about and an assassination plot that could be uncovered.
1: So let's talk about the S-P-E-M, so social, political, economic, and military aspects of the movie. So I think a lot of us can agree that the biggest part um, that plays in the oil industry is the economic part.
3: The the
1: profit. The profit that comes out of it. So the movie kind of showed how big the economic aspect played because there was this huge oil company in the U.S. and they wanted to make so much money and the government wanted um, a certain heir. So there were two brothers in the royal family in the country that was discussed in the movie. And one was super like... He wanted women's rights and like he wanted to make changes for the company that not company country that was like
0: really good and like would make it more of a democratic government. But in turn, with that, it would also like he wanted to build up his country. So with the oil in his country, he would have um, auctioned that off to other countries, and the U.S. could potentially not get all the all the oil in that country. And the prices of oil would go up for us because it would have to go through another country first.
1: Yeah, and and then um, there was a little brother who was like kind of like kind of stupid, I guess. Yeah, and then so that was the brother that the U.S. government wanted to be the next king because they could manipulate him and be like, "Oh, the best idea is to give the oil and give the land to us because then we know how to deal with it and." Basically, the U.S. just wanted
0: the oil so they could make more money. And to protect the economic stability of oil in our country. Otherwise, the prices would have skyrocketed.
1: Yeah, and then, um, so that's the political aspect and the economic aspect. The military aspect was, um, at the very end, The older brother was trying to overthrow the younger brother, and the U.S. government and military knew that and basically plotted to murder the older brother, which they ended up doing. So that just shows how, like, uh,
3: hypocritical the United States is for compromising their values of a more Western society for a corrupt Middle East that they could manipulate for self-gain.
2: While saying that the Middle East should be reforming themselves, but the U.S. wasn't really doing anything to help.
0: Yeah, we sit over here in the United States and we're like, the Middle East needs peace. They need to be (laughs) fixed or whatever Americans say. But we, our government sticks their nose in their business and tries to use, like, the Middle East for our advantage. We don't even consider what may happen when we go over there and run around in their business. So then the
1: question is, like, does the United States even have the right to be telling the Middle East what they need to do or not? So does anyone want to start that off? Mm -hmm.
2: Well, we could... Also, talk about with that question the social aspect of the movie. Um, It depicted a son and his father struggling to get work because they didn't know um, the they didn't know Farsi. I think. Right. Yeah, they didn't know Farsi. So, yeah, so he went to an Islamic school, and he um, tried to learn the language. Son- oh, yes. Yeah. The, yeah. the son tried to learn the language there, and he met a man who basically persuaded him into radical Islam and told him that that was the best route for him to go. And um, I think that's probably where um, the U.S. involvement gets really um, sticky. S- sticky, yeah. Like
1: radical Islam, as in like a radical Islamic group, like a terrorist group. Yeah.
2: yeah. So it the involvement of the US kind of gets into more of the social aspect uh, along with the
3: economic these individuals were even a part of the <clears throat> a caliphate. Irish uh-huh. individuals were following the principles of Islam to earn your way to heaven through the Sharia law of jihad. And uh, so they believed well he was persuaded that the son was through this man that to earn your way to heaven, you have to literally murder infidels, people who do, who do not believe in Islam. And so instead of murdering infidels, he uh, suicide-bombed the oil rigs that were like newly established by the Murder ac- Acquisition in the Middle East.
0: But was it strange? Because there's other boys in the school who, didn't, who weren't that extreme. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point it's like a personal thing in this boy's brain he personally believed that that was the only thing that he could do and not all of the boys at the school believed the same but just like one it only took one for the catastrophe to
2: happen and the father didn't even really believe in that he just thought his son was going off to work work yeah so There was about
0: four, would you say there was four different storylines in the movie? Yes. It got a little confusing, but...
3: The movie as a whole was fairly slow, and if you find yourself loving action-packed movies, it's not a very recommended movie. (laughs) But but as a whole, it was a good movie, and it gives you perspective Perspective. of the Middle East and uh, the balance between the private and public sectors that play a role in the Middle East. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. the, the acting was fairly good, you know. Matt Damon, George Clooney, uh, another guy from Oprah the there whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, but uh, acting was good. The movie was just a tad bit slow.
2: There were a lot of characters, too, to keep, keep up, up with. with. So, kind
3: of right. hard to follow, yeah. yeah.
2: But it all tied together in the
0: end, and uh, just really, our class, after we watched the movie, had a discussion on what the movie meant and the implications it had which was good and we're kind of trying to bring that to you guys now
3: it doesn't say. so that segues us to the more of the societal aspect of the film and uh, the overall discussion of the podcast would be is uh... Well, the Middle East in general, but is peace achievable in the Middle East? And if it is, should the U.S. facilitate that? Are we the guiding hand that should guide the Middle East towards a more stable economic place that their society can grow as a wholly Western domestic world?
1: Mm, The first question I have, like in regards to that, is like, why does the U.S. think that it's like this? grand country that can go everywhere it wants to and be like oh you can't do this you can't do that like since when i mean i understand that like we have that kind of power and capability but i don't know why do we think that we have that kind of obligation or that like we just have to do that we just we have to be a police
0: in the world i think nowadays it's for our own good. We don't do it to like help other countries. Like if we. If our intentions were to help. Stabilize the Middle East. I think we would be doing it differently. But now we're not even. Working towards stability. We're just working towards. Well for them. Stability for them. We're not, working, we're not concerned with that. But stability for us and our government. And our economy. That's what we want. So we will go in and manipulate whoever we want. And whatever we want whatever governments we want, to make sure and ensure that we have what we need to be America, like the way that we run right now. And I think that is seen very clearly in the movie as well, with the actions that the government takes in order to take out the older brother who wants to fix and build up his country in a more democratic way that would reflect what we believe as Americans, but what we do to him so that he can't do that because it would have negatively affect us uh, shows that we're willing to compromise some things that we stand for.
3: It's sort of ironic. The, the older brother, you know, he's seen after his younger brother uh, is given the prince uh, position or king position from his father. That he's in a Islamic temple, he's in a, a, a mosque. He's talking about how uh, Islam needs to ride up and take back its country. But uh, in a sense, in the private room, when we speak with Matt Damon on his visions, his goals that he wants for his country, were in clearly the opposite of what Islam stands for. In that he discussed women's rights and voting. In and, uh, women in the Middle East, oh, they're so oppressed. It's way more in the Western world. I mean, feminist North. America, you know, they fight for this, this so this patriarchy of oppression in the Middle East, it actually exists. I mean, they, they try to go in school to get a basic education, they're getting acid thrown in their face. They have to wear hijabs and walk five feet behind a man when they're uh, in the Western eye, at least, and the moral eye that they're the same, they're literally equal. And that was his goal, but he was also a Muslim and preaching different things in a mosque from what he actually believed outside of the mosque.
2: I think that's why it's really hard to determine the role of the U.S. Because while um, while we st- kind of stand for the values that the new prince wants, um, the majority of the Middle East stands for a total opposite approach. So mm-hmm. it's gonna, I, in my opinion, it's gonna have to be a thing that they fix themselves, and yeah. they'll end up resenting us more if we try to help them. So.
1: Like, and then going back to what Seth said about like how women are oppressed like we might see that the women are oppressed but it's like life for the woman it's just like inevitable and some women enjoy wearing the hijabs and like it's their choice and women have the, I know some girls that like at my school that when they turn a certain age they can choose whether or not to keep wearing the hijab and there are a few girls that decided to keep wearing it and there are a few girls that decide to take them off and not wear them ever again
0: yeah just like our western american society beliefs just kind of contrast what they believe as um middle eastern islamic society just our our country is built on christianity and their country is built on islam and those beliefs contrast for us trying to force our um our democratic ways onto their country would not turn out well. The con- For us, we say the Middle East needs peace and they need stability. But if you ask someone who lives there, we're not really sure whether they would think it's not, like, if it was, like, war-torn, or if they think that it is peaceful, like, this is their peace. Like, they don't think it needs more peace. It's fine for them. It's what their life consists of. And for us to go in and act, like... Say these things and try to control what how their life goes is not really our place. I don't think if they think an issue needs to be resolved, then they should be doing it themselves because they know what kind of result that they want, it's their you know, um, territory almost.
3: You could also go off that and say, Well, it's not our job, whose job is it? Who is going to step in the middle east? Who is going to help if they want to be helped? Who knows? We, we don't really know as seventeen-year-olds if uh, the Middle Easterns actually I'm want
0: not
1: yet. Uh, I'm not well, either. Teenagers. <laughs> that,
3: um, whether uh, do do the women even feel like they're oppressed? I mean, if they believe in Islam, they're fine with it. Then, but it's just from our perspective, our values, when we see it is this deplorable institution of oppression, and uh, we believe, as the U.S. that. If no one else is going to do it, we should do it. Or if we should do it.
0: But like why do we think we are like that? Like why like what made us think that we should fix everyone? I think because we I think we're the best. I'm not saying that we're not, I love yeah. America, but <laughs> I'm just saying for for us we like we are the best in our opinion, but I'm sure that they think their country is the best for them too. Right,
2: it's all about perspective right. in their countries.
3: Well, going back to what Emma said of, a, of basically American exceptionalism, is that why is one of the reasons that uh, these radical Muslims, not just Muslim, but radical Muslims, uh, want to uh, commit jihad on American soil? <clears throat> it's because they have this idea of us, and we are fairly arrogant. As American people, we are very that we're, yeah. That, that we are the best, and uh, it's true. We're very you know we're, we are world superpower. It's, there's yeah. no question. But uh, they see us as the the top echelon of something to attack. Of course, you see attacks in Charlie Hebdo, you see attacks in Belgium, you see attacks in Turkey. But uh, if they ever land one on American soil, that's the big one. That's the one they use the propaganda for. That's the one because the American people if they can kill them they feel like they can kill anyone
1: I think this all in some way traces back to like um, 9-11 but mm-hmm. what caused 9-11 like I don't really know the history I don't even know if there is a history between the Middle East or like the radical Muslim terrorist groups like did the US do something to them before 9-11 that wanted them to
0: um, hit the World Trade Center.
1: I feel like, like it might know. have been
0: our presence in where they live. Like we barge in, well, but I don't know. We, we for weren't sure. even
3: there yet. I we mean, weren't. we kind of were there in the Iraqi storm, you know, back in the 90s. But uh, I would go back to say again, it's because of American, sepul- uh, American exceptionalism and the fundamentals of Islam that are radical. Because I would say the reason why they thought americans would be the best place to commit jihad that would earn them the perfect spot in their nirvana
2: also looking at it from a more political um, aspect um, the Osama bin Laden's Al Qaeda organization was allegedly acting in retaliation for America's support of Israel in its involvement in the Persian Gulf War and America's continued presence in the Middle East so you so could it's
0: argue basically it. because we, we were in their faith. Right, cuz we took we made Israel a country, right? We
2: took that did we I think uh, I think we've always been in support of Israel. Like
3: well, we have been in support of Israel from day one because they even more South America, especially today, they've taken more of a Christian stronghold, and all well, they always have been. We've always been as, as a whole as a country. Big pro-Israel supporter. So once we take a Christian standpoint in the Middle East, that's fundamentally different from Islam. Of course, we're going to butt heads over it. And there's going to be issues, and there's going to be resentment, and there's going to be retaliation. We they saw it, uh, Bin Laden, Al Qaeda, as retaliation of what we've done to them. Mm-hmm. But we see the whole terrorism thing starting in 9/11, and we retaliated. Yeah. When in turn it goes back centuries and centuries, and it. Well, you see the fundamental differences between Islam and Christianity.
1: Exactly. But, um, one of the um, American beliefs is religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we so set on Christianity being, like, the overall, like, main religion? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, all our, every, a lot of our things have, like, in God we trust. And, like, the Pledge of Allegiance has um, a undergone... Under God. I think that's so, because
0: what our, that's what our nation was funded on.
3: All of our founding documents reference the Bible. They have um, biblical morals as in, you know, murder is illegal. Without uh, what, what other religion, you know, defines murder? Not, as, not killing, because killing is killing another human being. Murder is like killing an innocent human. That is murder. And uh, in the Bible, in our founding documents as a nation, we believe that's morally wrong. Islam, they see that if they don't believe in Islam and you kill them, you know, in jihad, in an in infidel, they see that as a moral right. You know, that's your segue to get your way to heaven. And um, I mean not the question was, What were we talking about? <laughs> the, gov-
0: the why do we think that uh... we can like only have Christianity? I don't think. Oh, yeah. Have we tried to force Christianity onto Muslims? I mean, it
3: was just countries? our main thing. I mean, the the whole United States was founded on. A Protestant sect of Christianity that just bucked the Catholic Church. So whenever we said religious freedom, I believe my interpretation was, you know, there. Let's be real. There were no Buddhists. There were no Muslims in the American, the thirteen American colonies originally.
2: Catholics were the minority. yeah. Catholics
3: were the minority, you know, because we're basically built on Protestantism. And uh, so whenever they said religious freedom, I believe they didn't want a Catholic control in government. They wanted. Uh, freedom of, yes, I'm going to say religion, but I'm also going to go and say that it's freedom of denominations within Christianity. Because they didn't really think they're going to have different founding principles that other religions rely on. Because our founding principles are Christian. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. It's pretty simple. They even they referenced God, and like I think 53 of the 55 members who signed the Declaration of Independence who identified as Christians.
2: Well, and like, I mean, I'm a Christian myself, but looking at, um, you know, just looking at it from a different perspective, maybe a Muslim perspective, there were terrible acts based on Christianity. Like, for example, the Salem witch trials, they killed many innocent women based on the fact that they could have been, yeah, they. I mean, it was, you know, there are terrible acts based on Christianity, um,
0: not necessarily but, based on like the beliefs of Christianity, but in the name in the of the yeah. people
2: who are yeah. Christians who say it's because of
3: the Bible. The yeah. Bible there's no one in the Bible that you can find that there's a reason to commit this deplorable act. I think, yeah. 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 Sorry.
1: But there's like, like back then, yeah, majority, like 9999 percent of people were Christian, but today the U.S. So is different. so diverse, it's mm-hmm. so different. Mm-hmm. And now we have to interpret the Constitution and all the government like writings I guess written back then in a different way because there's so many new religions always coming into the United States times have changed so yeah. much and you can say that for any part of the Constitution or any other document and I have friends that are atheists and they sometimes don't even stand for the pledge because they find it offending that it says
0: under God. under God. I think that where this aspect ties into the Middle East is that not that we take our religion, which I mean, I'm, there are like missionaries who take the, take the, the word of God to other places and try to share, but like, as a whole our government doesn't go into the Middle East in order to make them a, a Christian uh, like have them Christian, system, give them Christian societies and standards. I don't think that's what our government does. That's not our priority at this point. I think pe- um, people in the Middle East find it threatening to have um, that in their um, like countries find it threatening to have like christian people in there that's why there's such a conflict over there is because israel and all the other countries that are muslim conflict like i'm pretty sure the root of the problem comes from when israel comes from the fact that Israel's right in the middle of like
3: all those the, the places i mean the muslims and the israelis really fight over that holy ground and that's why Israel's. well i don't want to say it's a terrible place but it is raging with warfare only terrible things because they fight over this ground which Amen. yes it's I, I i would say it's sacred but to me it's just ground <laughs> i mean I, i'm a deep christian don't get me wrong i love jesus so let me tell you i don't know if i'm gonna fight over the exact spot do they even know it's the, if it's the exact spot i mean they, you know that they, they've got the general area of like within uh, like a hundred miles but they don't really know yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But back to the main question, like, peace in the Middle East. So do we agree that it isn't
0: possible anytime soon? Or possible mm -hmm. at all? I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, just from this discussion that we have right now, based on the fact that they're going to continue fighting over the the sacred ground for as long as they believe
2: what they believe, then it's going to be a while, if at all. And I don't think it's going to be something that we as Americans can fix either. I think it's going to have to be like an inward battle for them, if I, they even want to. Yeah,
3: I believe it's uh, achievable for Middle East to have peace as long as you can. I believe you can establish, establish capitalism with, of course, a ton of restraint about Islam in the Middle East. And uh, you can even establish a sort of democracy. It's not full blown democracy where women can vote or anything, but you know, it's at least a quasi democracy kind of thing. But uh as long as Islam, radical Islam, remains the founding principles of the Middle East, which has been there for thousands of years, uh, there's gonna be no peace as as in our mind, our perspective of peace in our mind is not gonna be achieved in
0: the Middle East. Yeah. Which I don't even know if we have the right to ask that. If we have the right to enforce our perspective of peace on them, if they if they think their lives are peaceful, then they're not going to want to change. They're not going to want to fix it because it's fine for them. So I think it comes down to like like its perspective on how we define. It's like um, what's the word? It's to them and to, I don't know what word I'm trying to think of. Not perspective, but like, situational,
3: I guess. Well, definitely their perception of Americans has gone absolutely down the drain, yeah, because they see us as these people who have no right to be in their land, which essentially we don't. We're trying to help, and are we helping? No. We are just carpet bombing the crap out of the Middle East. And they see us as is these terrible Americans for coming in and just killing their families. I mean, they're innocent people. Of course, we try to strategically avoid killing innocent people, but that's what ends up happening.
1: But the thing is also that there are several Muslims that do want peace. Yeah. They
0: don't and agree with
1: in. the values of the radical Islamic terrorist groups and but they can't do anything about it because the groups are trying to they're oppressing them they're um scaring them from like doing anything about what they believe in and like i think that's also a problem in addition to the us being in their face and that's all up in their country and territory Mm -hmm. whatever um that the terrorist groups are like scaring the innocent people, in, and then trying to, I guess, make, I mean, force, maybe force them to like believe in the terrorist groups'
0: values. And I think those Muslims that do want peace and uh, we're kind of destroying their peace right now, being there, mm-hmm. being yeah. in the Middle East, because that just causes more conflict.
2: I think they're okay. No, that's all. I think there's more of a war going on, like, in the Muslim religion between the peace-loving Muslims and then the radical Muslims who are kind of fighting.
3: The good thing about the the so-called peace-loving Muslims is that, uh, I I don't know much about the Quran, so I can't speak for, you know, and quote scripture out of it, but um, they don't believe... In the parts of the Quran, you know, that the radical uh, Islamists do, as in, you know, Arnie way, to heaven do jihad. They, they believe, you know, in your way to heaven through do other things as well. And uh, I think those Muslims are actually fine to live under American law. It works perfectly. I mean, they're not willing to go out on, on your next subdivision and just start blowing up homes in the name of jihad because they're infidels.
2: Yeah, and I think what they could do with American law, too, like more of like molding to American law, is they could um, interpret it as they yeah. see f- best it's fit. It's a
0: different interpretation between the two groups. Yeah, um, It's a literal interpretation for the radicals. Uh, there's things in the Bible that if we literally interpreted it, it would be like we couldn't eat certain foods, mm-hmm. like in the Old Testament. But, Scallops. Yeah. Some type of so yeah. I think... Like with Christian beliefs, the New Testament brings a new light to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how it works with the Quran. Th-
3: things can definitely be taken out of context in the Bible. I'm sure it can probably taken out of context in the Quran. It's all based on our perception, our, our interpretations of the scriptures. Right. And uh, th- that's where differences come into play. And that's where people really get into deep arguments of the same religion. Even Christians have the same thing. But it's even more so within the Islamic society because they're being put to blame for a lot of terrorism, which you know, radical Muslims kind of are.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like different, um, <clears throat> different, like branches, different branches of Christianity um, interpret the Bible in different ways, and I think that's probably. I mean, I don't know much about Islam, but that is probably the same way, I'm guessing, with Islam, so the radical view and the more um, moderate view of Islam could just be interpreting it in a different way.
0: I think also to get the peace in the Middle East it would have to come above multiple countries' borders. It has to go above just a couple countries. It's, It's over people, like the borders drawn for these countries is probably something that causes conflict as well. Just the different groups of people and beliefs that are in uh, those different countries. So like the conflicts that happen are above just a certain country. It's kind of like a people group, different people groups over there. And And it goes above just like two countries fighting against each other. There's way more variables than just two factor into the conflicts that happen over there. And so I I personally don't think that it's any of the United States' business trying to fix, quote-unquote, fix issues that are in the United, in the Middle East.
3: Well, let's say the U.S. doesn't even have a hand in the situation. We just leave the Middle East alone, and we take a more isolationist approach to the situation. And there will always be, even if we were, uh, Entangled in the mess, there will always be uh, the ideology of radical Islam. And caliphates will rise, and they will commit jihad against Americans if we remain as an American exceptionalist country. And uh, we, you, you can't just eradicate an ideology as much as I would like to. You can't eradicate an ideology.
1: But um, let's look at it from a Muslim perspective. So just an innocent Muslim. Like, as Americans, our first instinct is, like, we need to make the Middle East peaceful and not have these terrorist groups and stuff. But, um, the innocent Muslims are thinking, like, they aren't thinking about peace. They're thinking of, like, ways to escape from all the terror in the Middle East. Like, they they basically put aside peace and they're just like trying to
2: protect themselves
1: themselves and make a better life for themselves they don't want to be like kept in a place where they always have to be thinking that they could be bombed the next day or they could be killed and i think and they want to leave and Mm -hmm. that makes me Want to bring up the subject of Donald Trump?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll segue into that. Um, I would say that, uh, not Donald Trump specifically, yeah. the 2016 presidential candidate, well, no longer, but uh, Ted Cruz. You know, he said that, uh, well, Donald Trump said way more audacious claims, but Ted Cruz said, you know, when if you're in of sand, can glow, you know, he's going to carpet bomb in the Middle East, which is carpet bombing. But uh, that's kind of frightening to me. Because I, I don't know if I want to just carpet bomb. I would do more of a strategic uh, covert missions and uh, strategic drone strikes into areas of where you know they're gathering. I know it's very difficult, but I just hate the idea of America coming in and killing. I'm gonna, it's not just innocent Muslims, which they are, but they're innocent people. Mm-hmm. They're fellow man that we are killing for no reason other than trying to attempt to kill bad people.
0: And what are we, who are we, like, how do we define bad people? Like, there are bad people here in the United States. Right. Right. And I just don't think that it's our job to go over there and do that. That's scary. That instills fear in other countries of mm-hmm. us and what we'll do to protect ourselves. Or, and it kind of scares us as Americans. What, what, what is our country, our government capable of doing?
2: And not only the moral standpoint of that, but also, I mean, totally, you know, carpet bombing, so to speak. A total, basically you're just wiping out an entire country, not only country, but religion. So you then have to look at, well, what are the repercussions of that? And what are other countries going to do? You know, back to
3: us. Well, going back to what Yun said about Donald Trump, and uh, if he is our president, which there there is definitely a chance. <gasps> Uh, <laughs> over. Uh, he, he his call his executive order his his executive order that he would sign when he gets in office to temporarily. He said temporarily ban all Muslims. Still scares the living crap out of me. You know that, that's against uh,
0: what we
2: believe. Yeah, in freedom of religion. It's, it's
3: definitely against our core values. I understand. He said to figure out the issue. Is is he or is his cabinet going to figure out the issue? Of why mm. terrorism, it, they're not.
0: No, they're but they, they can't. It. They're not going to take it. Sit right. down and have a discussion yeah. like this. We're not coming Let's to drink any conclusions some and, and, and be like, it's "Oh,
1: true. stop yeah. being terrorist, do, doing doing terrorist acts against
3: us." Or it's going to lead to a permanent ban on Muslims, yeah. which I, I don't agree with Islam whatsoever. But I do think it's wrong that we ban a religion from the United States.
1: And then also. Um, something he said recently after the um, the florida shooting orlando, orlando yeah, shooting it's... he was like um he when he becomes president he said that he will um ban immigration from countries that have a history of terroristic acts towards the united states and that." And that's basically just saying no. all of the Middle East yeah. and that just, like, there are people who want to escape that. There are innocent mm-hmm. people who want a better life and reach the American dream. But that also brings up the question,
0: and, and they, the, um, the American dream, is that even, like, a thing anymore? Right but also that like those people know that their religion can still fit with American values. Clearly if they want to come here they know that it is it would be safe for them. Like we need to have the safe environment for those people like like they they have the Islamic beliefs but that doesn't mean they think it goes against what the United States stands for. They can still come here and live their life with their religion and be fine with the government and the rules and I think like that applies to um, Muslims that already live here. I think they are, you know, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but kind of like they have they have to have some sort of reaction to the things that the people same. are doing in the name of uh the Islamic belief. Allah, yeah. Because like for them that is not what they stand for mm-hmm. in their beliefs. Clearly Also by- seeing
1: how many people how many americans are supporting donald trump right now it's scary to think that there are those people who are agreeing with donald trump's values and there are several politicians who are supporting openly supporting donald trump and what he says
3: well many many americans uh, specifically conservative americans even christian conservative americans for the most part uh find themselves in real pickle <laughs> in this 2016 election
2: yeah. because they see
3: america as this great torch for the liberty for the world this beacon of hope in a christian uh foundation and that they they look at the two candidates they see hillary clinton and that definitely they wipe her off the table and they see donald trump and he stands for the same sort of values but he's not as extreme he's going to flip-flop on every issue so he might have a christian perspective he might have a wholesome perspective on this, but then he might change it. So you're basically saying you're, you're either going to vote for a definite no for what you believe in, or you're going to vote for a flip flopper who might believe what you believe in. So you're basically screwed when you go to the polls.
2: Yeah, and you'll just be left to write in Cookie Monster, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gary Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I
0: think the belief there is that uh, I, not that I not that I think this, but I think. Somewhat of the belief there with banning Muslims is that they might have the potential to become radical.
1: Right,
0: yeah. and I think that's the belief: the Muslims that were are banned could turn right. against us. It's but I just mean like, since radical Muslims are based on that belief, they have some sort of belief that is—it's from the same book as the peaceful Muslims. Then the ones that are here. I think this, the fear is that they have the potential of having that like, change in their brain and the way they perceive the Quran. But I well, think that is not a really valid point because, I mean, it could be that way for any religion. Any religion has a follower who has the potential of perceiving the book they read and believe as something than what it's supposed to be interpreted, you know? So, like, there are things that have happened in the name of God and Christianity which I personally think aren't, like, they claim to be Christians and they do these things that are terrible, awful acts against other human beings and I think that is not what Christianity stands for and that is not what God would want us to do and I think, for me, it hurts to see people publicly claim to be a Christian when they don't, they have no proof of that in their life like that. And I think for me, it be, and I can't speak for what the way their heart is with God, mm-hmm. but for me, it's able to think that maybe they weren't even a true Christian to begin with. And so I think for Muslims who are peaceful and just want to live their lives and live in America and peacefully and get along with everyone and have a, a, a nice life here, they might have those same beliefs toward radical Islam, thinking, man, I don't think they understand what Islam really is about and they have something that they claim is Islam, Islamic beliefs. But it's not really what we, as Muslims, actually stand for. And I think that is something that might go through their brains. I know that it would for me if I was in their position.
1: There are also, if you look at it, there are also many similarities between between Christianity and Islamic values.
0: Yeah, they started as the same. And yeah. then br- they, branched off with... Well,
3: they're both with, uh, monotheistic. So they... Yeah. They say more Muslims than Christians because Christians here are the majority, not the minority. That they have the same God, just because you know they say all in our God are the same. Which of course that makes me cringe because I I don't think that whatsoever. But uh, on a different point, I think it's very scary how uh, these caliphates and these radical uh, Islamic groups in the Middle East are getting a hold of this wonderful technology that we have now in the twenty first century, and they're. Throwing their propaganda on YouTube and things like that to radicalize our own U.S. citizens, which uh, are committing acts of violence. You know, you see in the Orlando Pulse shooting, like you said, you know, things like that. It's absolutely deplorable.
1: Well, some may say. Like personally, I do not think that. Like the shooter was an American citizen, and Mm -hmm. he was he was Muslim, right? Mm -hmm. He was Muslim, but. I don't think it was an act because of jihad. Yeah. I cuz there are theories that say that he was gay. Yes. Mm-hmm, and he just he just got pissed off and he just started shooting everyone.
0: I, mean, I thought he had a
1: Wait, was he?
2: I, I thought he, he had a family. I think he was like struggling so like that was an ex-girlfriend or ex-wife or something. Oh, okay. And he was like struggling with his religion and his sexuality at the same time. Yeah. So
3: is it, uh, oh, Islam, interesting enough, is even, I love how, oh, goodness, <laughs> I love how the American left is uh, so uh, so for homosexuality, which, of course, the Christian mindset, it's wrong. You know, we, we believe it's inherently sin, or at least in my perspective, Christianity, I believe it's inherently sin. But, uh, you know, we don't go out, we don't murder them. Right. In the Middle East, in the name uh, Islam, not not in the name of jihad, but just Islam, what you do is you uh, you murder them, you torch uh, homosexuals, and then so so then we, we invite these Muslims They're not 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 necessarily radicalized, but we invite them over here, and uh, that that was the kind of the, di- the 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 dichotomy was going on in that boy's brain, whatever his name was, the Orlando pool shooter, you know he was you know struggling so to speak with his sexuality. And uh, his religion,
0: because they can they de- oh, they yeah. conflicted. They were conflicting. Right. Oh yes. I mean,
1: but I mean, still in the U.S., there are people who are
0: um, homophobic and will attempt to kill.
3: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there are those people.
0: Right, but I don't think that is in the name of God.
3: I don't even Personally. think it's that more of a common issue at all. It's much more common in the Middle East even to kill uh, people of different religions not just
0: sexualities but we again we can't really say because we weren't we aren't there
3: we're just american teenagers yeah trying to find the simple answers to a very complex issue
0: oh yeah i don't think there is a simple answer i don't think we can we can dissect this all day long and still come to the same question yeah just circles
2: around and especially I don't think it's an answer that we can give either because we're not in their situation and we're not mm-hmm. doing the things that they're
1: doing. And so. we're like all the politicians who are thinking in like an American mindset, like America, America, America. And they're like closing off, like they have like these blinds and they're closing off any like attempt to think through the minds
0: of the people in the Middle East. We're just empathized. We we have lost that ability like to think like what 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 actions we take might have on other people besides ourselves mm-hmm. like all we care about is just yeah and you more money see through the movie yes
1: the movie really does a good job of connecting the whole all the like, things that yeah. we've talked
0: about in these these different aspects of
2: the conflicts that go on and it gives a new perspective on something that's not really shown like it gives a lot of sympathy to um, the, ref- the people who want to act- reform the Middle East Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
0: and the issues that yeah cause I'm sure there are people more like the older brother who want to fix the issues at hand mm-hmm. but there's people like us that go in and shut them down or uh, kill them as in the movie because we want something for ourselves
2: we so also
3: kind of have to look on who directed the film um, and you know, of course, the movie I think primarily puts a blame on greed. You know how the private sector in the mm-hmm. United States wants to go and tap these oil fields and uh, to make a bottom dollar, and they don't care about Islam, and they believe that's the issue. They don't believe that uh, Islam is the institution that is to blame. But you look at who made the film, and you see it's Hollywood. And Hollywood, of course, is this left-based, you know, society that of course is going to blame anything other than freedom of things that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah.
1: Did you all know Siriano was
2: R-rated?
3: Nope.
2: Ooh. Is it
3: violence? Probably.
0: Probably.
2: It also got a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes.
3: A 7.0 on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So So we we suggest it, if you can stick it out, it's kind of a, it's over two hours. Don't watch it when you're tired.
1: Watch
2: it it when you're fully aware. I suggest have the lights on in the room, too, so you don't get drowsy. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not like the movie. I mean, the movie is just slow. It's not boring. It's informative. Um, Oh,
1: dude, the director, Stephen... Goggin,
3: one of the, Mostly
1: the, direct. he is from Louisville, Kentucky. Wow, we'll you know. connecting it back
0: to our home. <laughs> okay. So I think is that all we have Good. today. That is all we have I for think you so. today. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> like.
3: Subscribe. Like. Subscribe. <laughs>